0: From a functional area, right, I would definitely say that it's important to have very clear communication of goals and expectations, right? Because once you're clear about what is it that you want to achieve, right, hopefully it will be significantly easier to carry people along.
1: Welcome to Bridge to Leadership with Neha. Together, we decode what leading means in the real world, to grow your impact and influence. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bridge to Leadership. You are listening to Learn from Peer's section of Bridge to Leadership, where we invite our community members to share experiences of transitions they made on their journey to leadership. Today, we have with us Kaitri Makijani Ray from Intel. And she will be sharing with us her journey from being a solely focused person on outcomes to actually achieving and delivering outcomes in a people-centric way and how she raised the bar while doing that. So welcome to the show, gayatri We are so excited to have you.
0: Hi, Neha. Thank you so much for having me uh, here today. And I'm uh, looking forward to our conversation. It's always been uh, inspired by all the newsletters uh, that I get to read that come out from you and your team. So looking forward to being here today.
1: Thank you so much, Gayatri. So why don't we start a little bit about what ticks you? What are your values? How did your bringing up and your career progressions have excited you? Give our listeners a little taste of the exciting things that you have experienced.
0: I currently uh, work at Intel, like you rightly mentioned. And at Intel, I'm in the marketing function where I lead the brand, creative, and media for the India market. Uh, I've had the good fortune of uh, working at the helm of the future of marketing over the last uh, fifteen years, right? So, I've worked with organizations such as Amazon, Yahoo, you know, and a bunch of creative agencies as well uh, within the digital marketing team. So, the privilege of having a very super exciting career stint, working full hands on into the digital space and what I call like the everyday dynamism. I uh, love going into work every day and uh, aside from that in my free time, I really enjoy a bit of reading, lots of writing. I used to have a very popular blog as well Um, and um, definitely a good workout as uh, well. Okay, Uh, On the family front, uh, I'm a new mom, so uh, navigating the fine art of uh, balancing work and uh, family life as well. But I think that... um, You know, in terms of family values, I've uh, sort of had a very ingrained, uh, deeply ingrained DNA where, where, you know, uh, all of us have sort of had the ability to focus on our uh, careers and uh, our leisure time, uh, be it travel or holidays and our uh, family life. And I've seen my parents sort of role model that behavior throughout my life. And I think um, that has put me in good stead as I've navigated the different chapters of my uh, career and even where I am today.
1: So wonderful to know that you are a person who's charting a course where personal and professional life is equally important And learning how to do that, I think that's for another episode. Let's uh, dive right into our topic for the day and about your exciting transition. So tell us what it is to walk the tightrope of delivering business results while taking people along. Yeah, I
0: just start at the beginning, right? I think that uh, one of the things that, you know, digital marketing, because it's been such a new kid on the block, right? I think that we always faced the pressure of delivering, you know, your business outcomes because we were always in this constant sort of need state of having to prove effectiveness much harder than, you know, perhaps other marketing channels just because, you know, why should we give you the funding? Why should we uh, sort of invest in this new media? So there was a little bit of suspicion on, you know, uh, going about this channel. And I feel like that carried with it like a lot of immense pressure, not only delivering, uh, you know, the outcomes of what you've signed up, for, but also the business results, right? And navigating this, right, entailed uh, that A, you were always sort of exploring a lot of uncharted territory, right? So uh, you were exploring areas where there were not necessarily, you know, good examples of others who've gone down that road, right? And you had to decide your own stakes of good and bad, right? So it was definitely a very different ball game, And I felt that. The emphasis on, uh, you know, people and sort of carrying people along uh, became really high because it was very important to get like stakeholders around you invested and buy into your idea, which they were not perhaps naturally inclined to. And secondly, make the team excited about going down this often uncharted sort of territory and push and get out of their comfort zones, right? So I think that duality sort of stays with you when you're working on this medium uh, specifically, right? I felt that two or three things really helped, right? So one is sort of building the right team firstly, right? So bringing in people who are extremely passionate about what they're doing in the first place so that, you know, it can become easier. So that, you know, hiring sort of call or, uh, you know, even when you're working with a third party, bringing in the right partner was very, very uh, important, right? Uh, The second thing is making sure that, you know, there is a common sense of deal or Period that everybody's working towards. So, you know, you're not working necessarily towards a deadline or a timeline or a you know a deliverable that you signed up for, but you're sort of working towards maybe doing like the uh, the next big thing in the industry or the next most interesting campaign out there. So that higher sense of purpose is what really worked well, right? And then mm. finally, I would say that. Very sort of um, warm, you know, spirit of everyone coming together like a personal sort of kinship among the team is what has, you know, worked really well. Right, So uh, it's not always easy to have that, but like a safe space for sort of people to talk through that, hey, you know, I thought about this, but it's not actually working well. Or, hey, you know, I I missed this because I'm not able to find like the right sort of resources. So empathizing with those situations, because it's probably new and different and sort of bringing in like a spirit of uh, friendship in the team uh, were some of the things that I felt uh, really helped drive that ultimate uh, success.
1: So I'm hearing so many key things which can go into elevating the overall performance of a campaign or even a company. When so many people come together, they're passionate, they really feel safe about sharing their ideas, they feel safe about actually making a mistake and trying new things. It kind of elevates the overall outcome itself. Now, I want to understand what happens or what was life when this people-centric culture was not there in your life? Because you're you're in this unique position where you have experienced both. So what happens on the other side of the fence? No, I would say that, look, it wasn't
0: an easy journey, right? So what tends to happen is that when you're trying to pursue and... Um, you know, a a goal and sort of meet, you know, an ambition, right, what tends to happen is that uh, you often want to sort of carry the weight, right, and not distribute the weight, right, so uh, I think that um, that lesson was very, very hard because the only way that you're going to make uh, people actually feel like, you know, a part of the entire activity right will they sort of be excited and help you come along right and no no sort of project or goal is a one person's job right so that spirit of you know delegating sort of enabling people right like and equipping them to sort of uh come along with you is a lesson that I've often learned the hard way because uh you know sometimes you you're, you just tend to think that look you know, just doing this myself, I've already figured it out, it's going to take me 30 minutes, which is perhaps sort of like explaining the entire thing to somebody else would probably take a few days and then, you know, enabling them to do it might take a bit longer. So you might be pushing out your 30-minute deadline to maybe, you know, a couple of weeks and is that worthwhile? And i think in the short term it may not necessarily seem worthwhile but in the long term uh, you know you've sort of made your future life easier you you've you've enabled someone else to sort of pick this up and um it definitely is worth it but you know therefore that art of delegation versus doing it yourself is something that i had to learn the hard way but definitely found that it does uh, benefit right there's a there's another aspect that you know I'd uh, like to talk about, and this comes with um, the aspect of you know being the nice person versus you know being the hard person, and sort of uh, focusing on the deadline. Like you know, so I've been in multiple situations where. Uh, hey, this campaign's got to roll out like on you know uh, the fifteenth and then it's a very unreasonable timeline, right but at the end of it, you've got to do it because there's business at the end other side of the lens, right but uh how do you sort of deliver this news nicely, right so again here I would say it's some tough situations where perhaps I've not been the nicest person, right I have not because I didn't want to be or because that's not true to my DNA but because, I was just focusing on that deadline. I wasn't carrying the stress. I was passing down the stress, perhaps, you know, bringing that agitation up by sort of being a little snappy, a little irritable, uh, sort of uh, hurried and not giving like a situation my time, right? So perhaps I would say like more than a year in my life when, you know, I was this person And it wasn't um, necessarily the time when I didn't deliver great work. I did. But did I come away feeling good about it? Uh, Did I make people around me feel good about it? Uh, Perhaps not, right? And that time, you know, while it was one of my regrets, and uh, I think in time I chose to make it something that I learned from that, you know, how do you find that balance between being a good person, a good person to work with, and yet the person who delivers that good work, right? So that's something uh, that I now keep in mind when I'm making decisions, right? So uh, evaluate it on the lens of both and then react to a particular situation is what works for me.
1: First of all, thank you so much for sharing so authentically. And there are so many points that resonate with me especially when you make that difference that you were not you make a distinction so clearly that you were not carrying the stress but you were passing on the stress so uh, and i've i found myself in those places as well with my team and it's not an easy balance to strike and i'm very sure there are listeners who are in a place where they're struggling to strike that balance where they are not so nice that the work suffers but at the same time They're drawing boundaries in a way that inspires people rather than alienates them. So that's what I want to ask you. How did you embark on this journey? How was the journey like? Tell us something about moving from being this person who was so focused on results and, yes, delivering it to being a person who really delivered the results but had her team with her. Talk to us about this journey. Yeah, so there came a point in my life when, you know,
0: I realized that I had this wealth of great work, Um, you know, the work was picking up uh, all of the awards that I wanted to get, uh, you know, there was industry recognition, but I was constantly feeling very, very with myself, right? So I wasn't feeling very great about the time that I was giving my personal life, I wasn't feeling very great about the person that I was to work with. I wasn't feeling very great about the fact that, you know, perhaps my growth was uh, sort of coming more from my work, but uh, not necessarily from uh, being, uh, you know, um, enabling sort of manager and enabling a person to work with. Right. And uh, what struck me that this was very different from who I had started out uh, as, right? So when I started out, I was, uh, you know, always uh, had the privilege of having several sort of, uh, you know, great relationships, great friends. It wasn't that, uh, you know, this spirit had changed, but I think I was cognizant of the fact that, uh, you know, it wasn't all the same, right? And that sort of made me step back and reflect and of think through that, is this who I wanted to be? Was this bringing out the best in me? Or can I sort of, uh, you know, feel better about who I'm bringing to work and who I'm to work with, right? So I think that moment of reflection, you know, about five or six years ago really helped me sort of uh, step back and take a stance that, look, no, you know, this has got to change and I've got to feel better about you know my work self so that's what inspired me to change
1: and and how did you go about making that change because change needs a whole plan it doesn't yeah. happen easily so doctors uh, a little bit about what was the structured way in which you decided to make this transition
0: i would say that Uh, two or three things that I learned that worked for me, right? So if somebody else would also be thinking of making this change, right? One is, sort of bring in a bit of emotional disconnect, right? So don't perhaps be so attached to the outcome. Don't be so attached to, you know, the passion of the work or the project that you're working on, right? Uh, It's okay to step back a little sometimes, right? So careers sort of ebb and flow. And I think that um, stepping back, Uh, was very critical for me because I think that sort of, you know, disconnect is what allowed me to have a bit of perspective, right? And that detachment allowed me to be like, hey, it's okay to not be, you know, uh, the best or the, the, you know, the most exciting uh, project every single time. It's okay to be 80% uh, sometimes, right? Which I'm not saying is you don't give something your best, but, you know, in that strife to, put that best thing out there or that strive for perfection like it's okay to sort of be a little less perfect if you're a little more nice right so that was one and then the second thing is that you know it might also mean that you make changes um in either the culture that you're surrounded by the people that you're surrounded by perhaps sort of making sure that you're surrounded by the right mentors or the right partners right so it really depends on what is it that you feel is sort of bringing you down, right? So, in my cases, I felt, that, in my case, I felt that I had to make some of these changes, right, so that uh, I surrounded myself with the positive energy that I needed to. And then the third thing is that. I actually, you know, felt the need to focus on me, right? So uh, I think that, you know, there were areas that perhaps, and this happens from time to time, where you put some things on the back burner because you're pursuing a goal, right? And I felt that uh, whether it was, you know, some fitness-related goals or whatever, I had to make sure that there were things outside that were ticking, that were keeping me going, and that were given the attention that they deserve. uh, Because I think that, it's when you bring that fine balance to your work, you're also able to achieve like, you know, that first stage of a little bit of uh, emotional uh, detachment. So these three things is what I feel uh, work very well for me.
1: So We are talking about emotional detachment. We are talking about letting go of our perfectionist tendencies and also having a more holistic view to our lives. So we're not just that one particular problem or that trait that we are trying to change. It's not just our work, but we should also have something outside so that when we have given 100% to that transition, we also have something to go to and feel comfortable and accomplished about. Take us through some of the very practical steps uh, or the practical actions that you can take to really take people along you while you keep their focus on the on the outcomes so i would say that you're from uh some of these steps
0: right and um this is from you know what i have had the opportunity to learn so one would be a uh, sort of, you know, firstly, like from a functional area, right, I would definitely say that it's important to have very clear communication of goals and expectations, right, because so prevent, like, challenges or, you know, solve the problem from arising in the first place, because once you're clear about what is it that you want to achieve, right, hopefully it will be significantly easier to carry people along. The next thing I would say is that sort of documenting progress, so, you know, making sure that you have regular milestones or check-ins where you're giving feedback so that it doesn't all end up coming, you know, all at once or leading to a scenario where even if the scenario is like emerging negative, it doesn't sort of come through in like, you know, frustration or a last minute chaos and look, things will go wrong, but perhaps that, you know, that methodical escalation or the methodical, you know, feedback loop will perhaps even make the blow like a bit softer right even if things were supposed to go downhill right so uh I would say that that's uh another thing that I have learned that has uh work right so also making sure that you know that feedback loop itself is perhaps like you know a bit of a scale or a bit of a like a bullet pointed kind of report cardish uh sort of thing right whether it's like you know working with someone, working with an agency partner, I think that that's something that, again, makes it very crystal clear to both ends of the party that, look, this is what I expect and this is how it should go, right? So giving that data back, sort of feedback cadence, I would definitely say is that, you know, learning a bit of kindness uh, empathy and patience, right? So patience is definitely, you know, not one of my uh, virtues because I think that, uh, uh, and I think that, you know, it's not always a bad thing because it is that impatience that has allowed me to meet that, you know, rush deadline or, uh, you know, raise work beyond the status quo. But I think I've learned to cultivate patience in the right scenarios, right? And I think that... um, Learning from a couple of great managers over the last year, some feedback from the right kind of coaches has helped me sort of bring in that, you know, kindness, empathy and patience in scenarios that demand them. Uh, Ultimately, we are working with people. So, you know, empathizing and uh, sort of rationalizing that, look, It's important to sort of keep that lens in mind has really taught me to bring in that level of uh, patience, right? And to that effect, I would definitely say that uh, even just the way that I've learned to give uh, feedback and, um, you know, I found um, several leaders follow this style is, but sort of be, uh, you know, put out that celebration of the work of the person frequently so that uh, it enables, you know, both ways of feedback to sort of come through, right? The positive and the negative. Maybe the negative feedback is nicer given in one-on-one. But also, you know, it's important to sort of give that along with um, what's working well, right? So whether it's a person-led feedback, a partner-led feedback, or even just uh, an idea-led feedback, right? So I think um, that nuancing of softer with harder metrics and is, again, something that I found uh, that
1: works really well. So there are some very practical things you've talked about. You've talked about very objectively communicating the goals and objectives so everyone is on the same page. You have also talked about uh, documentation so that there are no surprises. If things are going south, people know that things are going south because it's been documented and people have taken a notice of it. There is this whole concept of really being a human being so you you tap into your empathy you tap into being kind you tap into being into treating people the way you want to be treated and have that sensibilities around you and finally you mentioned that how you give feedback plays a big role and that is where uh, even if the feedback is not a positive one it is some, it is a place where you can actually bond with the person rather than alienating them, depending on how well, how objective and how beneficial the feedback has been for the person. So all sage advice, Gayatri, I think we can, these are such actionable points. We can We can do something right on Monday morning when we head to our work next week. I would now want to ask you and I'm very curious that this has been a transition which took you time, which took your patience and I'm sure there were some mistakes you made. But now that you're here and I'm sure you'll continue improving on this, there's there's no you know end to it. But are there any new mountains that you have identified for yourself? What is the next transition you think you're going to take on? Yeah, I would say that e it
0: would be scale, B, e, it would be repeat, right? So I think sort of make sure that, you know, uh, these behaviors uh, show up repeatedly and uh, in several sort of instances, right? And across different scenarios is my uh, fundamental goal right now. Because look, the deadlines are probably going to get more aggressive. Uh, we're living in uh, such volatile times that the business outcomes are probably going to get more intense, right? And the need for sort of balancing empathy along with, with uh, sort of achieving your goals is only going to become more fundamental because Even with the advancement of all of the technology, uh, you know, all of the processes that we're seeing today, right? I think that the one thing that we can't deny is that business needs its people, right? And therefore, I would definitely say that uh, for me, it's just making sure that no matter how many times I have to show up in tough situations, uh, repeatedly sort of exhibiting this is my primary goal.
1: Wonderful. So not just making the transition, making it visible and making it repeatedly visible. I think that's the foundation of creating a culture. So all the best to to that. Gayatri, since we have a cohort of listeners who are actively seeking resources to advance themselves, tell us something about what you rely on to to get inspiration from and to stay ahead what are some of the resources maybe books maybe podcasts maybe people you follow that inspire you uh
0: thanks for that question Nea. so i would say that there are three uh resources that i found really helpful right so one is uh following people on uh, linkedin or subscribing to newsletters of some of the leaders that I inspire. both at a uh, Uh, India level and even you know at a global scale so I think that having some of those flowing into my feed or flowing onto uh, my inbox is something that has uh, sort of really helped me read uh, varied and different perspectives. Uh, The second thing that I've uh, been part of is a business book club it's uh, actually a women-only business book club called the Deep Dive Book Club and you know we sort of pick up like an interesting trending book to read every month and I think, uh, you know, that has pushed me out of my comfort zone and really helped me, uh, you know, have a very different perspective each month on the work that I'm doing. And, you know, some of that lessons have really stood me in good stead. And the third thing that I uh, try and do is actually ensure that I invest enough time in Uh, things beyond work right so ensuring that you know uh, I show up at art festival in my city or you know make time to go to um, like a music show or a piece of culture that um, uh, exhibit that is happening because I feel that showing up to some of these things uh, very beyond the day-to-day work really helps uh, bring in um, you know, a lot of um, mental growth, emotional uh, growth, uh, and uh, a very enriching perspective to day-to-day work. Right, so I do actually prioritize those three different things to explore every month and make sure that that's part of my agenda.
1: Thank you so much, Gayatri. I'm making a list as you as you tell me yours, and I already have so many things running in my mind. What should I do over the weekend? So. Thank you for inspiring me. Otherwise, I would have just sat down with a book in my room. With that, we're going to end this podcast. Thank you so much for sharing such wonderful insights and actionable things for our listeners. And for everyone, I will be sharing Gayatri's LinkedIn profile and other resources in the show notes. Uh, Please do take a look. Thank you so much, Gayatri. So that's it folks, you have been listening to Bridge to Leadership, a platform where leaders find their kindred spirits. I'm your host Neha Singh. Know more about us on bridgetoleadership.in You can also follow us on LinkedIn, the link is in the show notes.